WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number three of the Rich Keep Show with Andy Hart, WEEI. A full tang program tomorrow, of course, full throttle Friday. We'll have some uh, socks talk, court mandated socks talk tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Although, what do you got? You maybe, give me a teaser. Maybe Jordan Montgomery. Who knows? At two hundred million dollars over seven years, if they, full that, throttle. That will be the whole show tomorrow. If that's what they end up, uh, that's what they do. We'll see. It is funny. All of Boris's guys are still hanging out. Like spring training is begun. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, Cor- uh, Cody Bellinger, no team. What if Weird. there's a couple of them? Oh, they signed two of them? Yeah. That kind of would interest me. Snell and Montgomery. Yeah, I don't know how you don't move to the edge of your seat at that point. Well, that's a little strong. Well, no, I mean, like. Do those they, guys hit? Do they play defense? Yeah, but, well, the defense, I do think it's going to be a little bit better next year just because you're not starting the year without a shortstop. Like, last year, they didn't have a shortstop, and he had 20 errors. They had to move him off the position, and it was a disaster. Now they, they have also a said, second baseman who used to be a shortstop with 20 errors. Who sucks, yeah. <laughs> right. And they still have a first baseman yeah. who, yeah. I'm not sure he has two feet and two hands or just four feet or exactly what works out there. Yeah, but he is a curious character. And they did say that Yoshida's going to DH more, and he was not good in left field. So yeah. that's, I guess, good. So in hitting, I DH is supposed to have power. Mm, some teams... Well, they used to. All, all, all of them did. Yeah, but now era. it's kind of changed. Canseco. Yeah, like, that's changed. my kind of DH. No, but I'm saying if they hypothetically added Snell and Montgomery, you're like, all right, so now you have Snell, Montgomery to go with Bayo and uh, Giolito and what, Pavetta? Like, oh, all right, like that's not bad. Like, you have a good rotation. Makes now. me feel a little better. Because the bullpen's good. Well. As of right now. <laughs> they've been they, yeah, they disassembling or the bullpen, so. No, I don't know. I mean,. They're still not the, oh, you got to, you can't miss a Blake Snell start. You can't miss a Jordan Montgomery start. It's not that. Well, you know, I like, be we're honest. looking for star power. That's few and far between. A couple weeks ago, you and I were talking about looking for a different team. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I can do that. Today. I was looking at hats. You shouldn't be doing that as the host of the pregame show. No, and I would never. And I was reading a story about the Orioles in spring training. A uh, hundred win baseball team that just keeps and, adding number one overall picks. And who good hats. are great. Yeah. No, they were in first place last year, and they had the best farm system, including, like, three yeah. of the top ten prospects or whatever. Yeah. That might be my team. And they wear orange, and they have a cool logo. They wear orange. They've got a great logo. And I can watch them all the time because they're in the division. Yep. Like, they feel like a good second team. That's a great second or team. Or first team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget second team. Uh, all right, so Alex Van Pelt. A lot has been made of Alex Van Pelt. He was the uh, the 12th interview, but the man for the job. We got our man. New offensive coordinator, like the Mounties. The new offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Offensive coordinator, just that title around the league, it's all guys that are pretty much new to their teams because you don't stay there very long. You're either good, you become a head coach, or you're bad and you're gone. Right. So every kind of both. And I would put both for Brian Johnson in Philadelphia. Kind of got canned, but also kind of had head coaching interviews, which I find very interesting. Yeah, how does that happen? I have no idea. It's so strange. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, we've seen all these weird yeah, fired I'm at sure. Texas Tech. Oh, I'm going to go to the NFL, be a head coach now. So if you look, let's go even just division by division. Okay. And, and so some of these teams that we'll, we'll highlight, their head coach is really, that's their job. But I'm just saying offensive coordinator right now. In the AFC East, along with Alex Van Pelt, 
you have uh, Frank Smith. Okay. It's really Mike McDaniel in Miami, but Frank Smith was there for the last two years. Uh, and then you have Joe Brady with the Bills and Nathaniel Hackett with the Jets. Okay, Hackett. I'd feel worse about Hackett. I'd feel worse about Nathaniel Hackett. Are you sure about that? Yes. Now, what's... I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> I was just testing you. I think he's only, like, it's Rodgers. It's very clearly just Rodgers that works. It doesn't work anywhere else. He's a failed head coach. He also is a failed offensive coordinator when it wasn't Rodgers, where at least Van Pelt has been a quarterback coach and a coordinator and whatever his roles were in multiple places. He's worked with different quarterbacks, had different levels of success with different quarterbacks. I mean... It's not the best. The last listen. time he called plays, he went 15 years. It was, the, Reag- it was the Reagan administration. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> so Nathaniel Hackett, I know we crap all over him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there I, is a I little hole in Van Pelt's resume. I don't want Nathaniel Hackett. Do you want Joe Brady? What did you think of his joke yesterday about what? screwing up in NFL Europe but no one noticed like when he was first calling plays over there? It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I loved Seems I, like a good dude. Seems like we're gonna run out good. of we're gonna run out of ways to say what a great guy he is. I feel like it's just gonna be understood at some point. Yeah, right. Um great guy, but I obviously. actually enjoyed yesterday. He acknowledged some of the holes in his resume, some of his deficiencies. I thought Mayo did when he said, mm-hmm. obviously I don't have a lot of contacts. I've been in one organization in terms of the NFL. That's why Elliot has been helpful with his contacts. Because he has Packers and Browns. That's a little bit like <laughs> me saying, Yeah, I'm short next to Phil Perry. Get out ahead <laughs> For of it. sure where because if you yeah. try to deny it or pretend it's not true, you look like an idiot. Yeah, so just say you, you've been yeah. in one place in the NFL, so your contacts are limited. Well, I thought he was also, going back to Mayo real quick, he was really honest about, you know, he's like, I mean, I'm surprised how little game film I've had a chance to watch. Yeah. He's like, I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything. So I think he's swimming in it. Yeah. I think he's going to be you swimming think? in it. Yeah, of course. You've never been a coordinator, and now you're the head coach of a team. It's why I keep yelling at your boy. Who's my boy? Adam Pacman Jones, okay. who keeps telling everybody that they could go to the playoffs next year. They're not and win going the to the Super Bowl. Where are we going? New Orleans? No, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Are we going they're... to New Orleans tomorrow? Tomorrow? Next year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Falling apart. Trip or School vacation week. I'm a mess. <laughs> I mean, I'll go if you've got tickets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're buying, yeah. you're taking care of yeah, your Yeah, hell yeah. Um, they're not going to the playoffs next year. Uh, they are not. I would. I would. I guarantee it. I'll bet anybody anything. Just guarantee it. Guaranteed, they are not going Guar- to the playoffs oh, next year. Charles Barkley, guarantee. Guaranteed. I guarantee it. They are not. You know, going they to added the an extra wild card year. spot a few years ago. Yeah, that's great. Three wild cards now. Did they add a good quarterback to this team? Maybe. Who? Jaden Daniels. Oh, and he's just going to carry them to the promised land as a rookie, like C.J. Stroud. Yeah, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud has changed the game. CJ Stroud may have changed, ex- he may have changed okay? expectations. I think so. What is he's the C- What'd you put in my C4? I think so. Come on. No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Two hours ago. They, I think seeing a rookie do it last year with a former linebacker who's a young coach, that does kind of change the bar a little bit. Right. A team that picked in the top five like three years in a row had extra first-round picks because they traded away to Sean Watson. They sure did. And they nailed the hell out of not only their offensive rookie of the year, but their defensive rookie of the year, who they picked also in the top five. Then they nailed a mid-round receiver. What? He should not have been offensive rookie of the year. You didn't hear me? C.J. Stroud? Yeah. Why not? Did you see Puka Nakua? Yeah, does he play quarterback? No, he plays wide receiver. Thank you, and, and I don't give a rat's it. ass. He if a quarterback it. is good, he's rookie of the year. <laughs> you you, you sound like been. Odell Beckham when he wanted to be paid like a quarterback. Okay, then play be. quarterback. He has confidence You want to win all the awards? Play quarterback, Puka. 
You're not even the best receiver on your team. This year he was. I mean, he was. Yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Well, this year he was. It's a it's a, an award for this year. Hot take over here. I'm you so like that? now I know why Ernie Adams doesn't listen to <laughs> talk radio in Boston. Yeah, the, the clowns like this saying Puka Nakua should have been the offensive rookie of the year. How's the sun up at night? Oh, it's not. It's just the hot takes here on the Rich Keefe show. <laughs> Not really. It was all right. It was kind of a dad joke. It kind of was. I know. I thought I, you don't do I'm, that. Now I kind of I'm morphing into it. We've broken you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's also just some of it's a, timing though. Too. It's timing. I've been yeah, dad. Yeah. Oh, delivery, so unexpectedness, yeah. definitely. It's okay. True. Rope your exercise. I rope with your exercise. All right. So out of the AFC East, uh, I take Joe Brady. Probably Joe I Brady. Take. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, and the other one is Frank Smith is really Mike McDaniel. All right, in the in, in the AFC Central, I would take Mike McDaniel, the longest. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the longest tenured offensive coordinator in the AFC North is Todd Munkin, who's going into his second year, and it was good, like and from college, from college, He's a college Georgia. coordinator in yeah. his second season, who had the worst possible playoff performance of any coordinator. This off, they this were post-season. a mess. But he also got Lamar, and he didn't, he didn't get him. But Lamar won an MVP with him as his offensive coordinator, so that's probably pretty good. Yeah, and then Lamar fell on his face when it mattered with him as his offensive classic coordinator. Classic Lamar. No, no, classic monk. Classic Lamar. They monkened it. Lamar has had other playoff uh, struggles without Todd Munkin. Yeah, but this was game plan based. All right, hundred percent. No, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I guarantee it. A majority of the problems. So Munkin. Um, still gets the advantage. I mean, he had a quarterback that he led to the MVP in great season. Yeah, I would go with Munkin. Now, we'll after, see. last year, it would have been like, who knows? Good uh, news is Alex Van Pelt, I'll make another guarantee, Oh yeah, will not have a terrible playoff game plan. That's <laughs> true. You don't go to the playoffs. No, you can't have a bad doesn't game Doesn't have to prepare for it. If you're really week to week, you don't have to yep. worry about the playoffs. Uh, Cincinnati just promoted Dan Pitcher, who had been their QB's coach. So it's kind of like, you know, familiarity, I guess. We'll see. And Zach Taylor. But the Bills also, yeah, true. The Bills promoted Ken Dorsey, and that didn't really work out. Same kind of deal, hoping that he would do it. But, yeah, but it's it's Taylor. Uh, the Browns now have Ken Dorsey. So kind of a uh, same thing, though, it's Stefanski. So here's my question with, with Van Pelt. And I think I might have asked Fitzy this uh, around the time of the hiring. What's really strange to me is the Cleveland Browns this year made the playoffs. They famously had a million different quarterbacks, and Joe Flacco came in, like, off the couch, and they went to the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski, who's an offensive guy and is the play caller, was coach of the year. Yeah. Alex Van Pelt, by all accounts, is the greatest dude in the world. He'd been there for a while, yet they let him go. You blame Van Pelt for what? Things actually went pretty well. Deshaun Watson got hurt, and you still made the playoffs. With five quarterbacks? I think it was five quarterbacks. One and then games. Flacco. Right. So, so how, why, and how even if you don't think he's out, the offensive coordinator and he's the QB guy, then even more so. He got the QBs ready. Saying. You like, kept throwing him a new QB and he got him ready. Like I know the answer, but I can't tell you because it was off the record. <laughs> or, or, or yeah, plot yeah. twist, this yeah. would have been a good question for me to ask Alex Van Pelt. It would have been a record. great question. So at least I won't break the. Off like, the how are you part. the fall guy? Because one of the one of the complaints that or criticisms that a lot of us have here in New England is like, all right, he's not. He wasn't even really an offensive coordinator. It's like, all right, then why are you firing him? It's like, well, maybe he's a bad guy. No, he's not. Turns out he's like the best guy. And you didn't need a scapegoat on the offense, did you? I don't think anybody was like, oh, my God, Cleveland should have been in the Super Bowl. Their defense fell on its face and couldn't travel. They had a whole home road split. Right. And Stefanski. So Schwartzy should have gone, Pauly. Or Paul. Paul. Pauly. Pauly, don't call. Stefanski was named coach of the year. And, like, he's basically just, like, his assistant. So, like, you're like, all right, you're gone. Strange. 
Really strange. It is a great question. Someday I'll ask it to Alex Van Pelt. And then they're like, we're going to replace Van Pelt with Ken Dorsey, who the Bills got rid of. Didn't want. Who who was not good with Josh Allen. So, but is it possible that it's a Deshaun thing? Uh, Deshaun runs that team based on his contract, right? Doesn't he kind of have to by nature? Yeah, it's possible. Is it possible he didn't like the guy that everybody likes? I Well, with Deshaun Watson, I guess anything is possible. He's a different character. He certainly is. Certain likes and dislikes. But but that would fly in the face of the everybody likes Van Pelt, I guess. Yeah, but if you're Van Pelt, wouldn't you take it as a badge of honor if Deshaun Watson didn't like Uh, him? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Probably a good thing. <laughs> but that's just a, it's a weird it's a weird twist. Uh, and then the Steelers brought in Arthur Smith. So a really good coordinator with the Titans. Not so great head coach with the Falcons. Now back with the, as Arthur an offensive Smith. coordinator. Anybody that's a that better one. Yeah, I would take him. production out of Janu. Uh, yeah, well, in Tannehill, the Tannesons. Yeah, I don't care about Tannehill. You don't care. The, oh, the quarterback. Right. I hate you don't him. care about the quarterback. I you like the tight him. end, though. Okay. hate him. Overrated. Uh, in the AFC South, you have Bobby Slowick, who is uh, everybody loves him Hot now. commodity. Jim Bob Cooter. Cooter. Guy's been in the league like a thousand years. <laughs> Great. Uh, Press Taylor. He's with the Jaguars. All right. Now, does he call plays? Probably not, right? Doug Peterson, I, I would assume, think. does. Okay, that's just to be fair. And then in Tennessee, it's Nick Holes. Who? Nick Holes. <laughs> it, isn't anything. it Holes? H-O-L-Z? I think so. Nick Holes. It might be Holtz. There's no T, though. I know, but it's weird if you add a T. Holes. Well, it would be weird to be Holtz with no T. I'm Mrs. Holes. <laughs> Excuse me, man. <laughs> Don't you think that's a little weird? I'd say Holtz. It's a little weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird names out there. That just happens to be this guy's. I wouldn't want my mother to be Mrs. Holes, no. my daughter to be Mrs. Holes, no. any of them to be Holes. You'd have to keep the maiden name, I think. Yeah. I'd be A. Holes. <laughs> that's right. right. Yeah, you would be. He's I, I think it's Holtz. I don't think it's Holtz. I don't think you add a T to a name. you got to go Holtz. No, you don't. There's like no T. It's college H-O- kid that no one wants to say his name. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, no, no, I'm not I saying. wouldn't go anywhere near that. <laughs> right. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. No, he's a high school kid, I, I think. I mean, that's what I was yeah, getting recruited. Sorry. Yeah, no, that one's terrifying. So, uh, anyway, he was the Jaguars passing game coordinator, yeah. and he's now the Titans OC. So, it's kind of similar. Yeah, he, he worked under Peterson, mm-hmm. and now he's getting a chance as an OC to call plays in Tennessee. Right. Who's the Tennessee head coach? Um, Should probably know this. Oh man, was it Callahan? They hire yes. Brian Callahan. I oh think? wait, he's an offensive guy. Yeah. So okay, there you go. Know, so it doesn't really matter. Calling plays there. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't even matter. Okay. Yeah, but he couldn't. I mean, those were news items we learned yesterday that that DC's calling plays, not uh, not Mayo. Yeah. Right, so we can't just assume because I think some people assume Mayo would call plays. And he's so, not. but this is a classic thing bad teams do: is the head coach is like, "I'm just going to be the head coach." The team sucks for eight weeks, and he's like, "Ah, big announcement! I'm taking over play calling." Happens every year on all those. So teams. you think that'll happen? I think at some point he'll take over play calling. Because yes. DC, that's what they call him. DC, <laughs> that's hasn't called plays before either. DC, the DC, I guess is kind of pretty good. I love it. An AVP. DC and AVP. You down with AVP? Well, I, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know me. me. I don't know if that'll necessarily happen. Anybody to, down I, with AVP? I don't know. Gerard is. Okay. Or he says he is. Well, <laughs> yeah, or is he? He kind of had to be. Fair enough. Uh, Dana, First 11 turned him down. So that was just the AFC. Actually, real quick, we didn't even hit on, uh, who was it? The AFC West of Joe Lombardi with the Broncos. Matt Nagy, no thanks for the Chiefs. Lou Getze, no but thanks. Matt Nagy is with Andy Reid. I know, but like, 
Yeah, right, right, right. I right. would take Alex Van Pelt if he was working with Andy Reid. You'd say, okay, that offense is going to be good. But like Alex Van Pelt versus Matt Nagy, you don't have Mahomes. You have whoever the Patriots have. You have Matt Nagy or you have Alex Van Pelt. I would take Alex Van Pelt because he's the unknown. That's what I'm saying. I know what Nagy does. Right. It didn't work out. So like same with like Luke Getze with the Raiders. I wouldn't want him either. He couldn't yeah. make it work at all with Fields. Right. You're probably going to have a Fields type of project to work with well, here. I, I feel like we get a little bit into here the idea of, and this is just a philosophical yeah. preference, do you like the unknown or do you like the guy who may have learned on his first try and now he's a better coach for it? Like failed. We like the, A lot of these yeah, yeah, guys yeah. may have failed. Nagy, uh, Getze, uh, Hackett. I, don't I think know it's also like how you failed. and If your whole thing was, especially with the Patriots, we assume are going to have a really young quarterback. And if you part of your failure was letting down a rookie quarterback or not developing a, a young guy, like, all right, well, sorry, I hold that against you. More so than, oh, your team went 5-12. and 12. Right. And then with... Who who exactly has he developed? I got to look back at Van that. Pelt. Yeah, well, it's tough to say because you like don't know Mayfield, how much you give him credit for. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Mayfield's it's... probably the best example of it. Yeah, because and he was technically the coordinator in twenty. How good was he? He was the number one overall pick. Who's yeah was let go by his his team, but didn't reach his r- second which was contract. Stupid, but but it was like a good rookie year, not so good sophomore year, and then the year three jump back up, and in part Van Pelt was first year, so you give him credit for that, sort of. Yeah, right. It's hard to say. It's hard, maybe it's he, hard to know how much. Maybe Mayfield just, you know, year three, he had some experience under his belt, and he's a better player. Plus Stefanski. I was going to say, you finally get rid of uh, Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens, right. who are his first two head coaches. What's he supposed to do with that? And Stefanski becomes, yeah. you know, I'm not a big Stefanski guy. That was my biggest takeaway yesterday is is AVP saying we're basically just bringing the Browns offense here. I don't want the Browns I'm offense. I'm sure I love the Browns offense. No, the Browns offense is very run heavy. I don't love the idea. And he of loves run. the run. I, I know he does. I don't love that about He doesn't about have him. Nick Chubb. He does not have Nick Chubb. He has Ramondre Stevenson. Which is fine. Solid player. He has no O line. No, yeah. Cleveland's had no a good O line for for that whole run he's been there. Right. Cleveland's had a good O line. So I just think some of this, as we as we uh, try to predict how these are going to play out, some of it is philosophical. And I'm a little bit. I don't know how I. I'm down on AVP because I want to know. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Why it went 15 years between chances to call plays. Now, part of it is his head coach called plays in his whole career. Yeah. Basically, in Green Bay and. In Cleveland. And do you, would you say, like, he kind of hit it a little too early, whereas the guy that was, like, the guy behind the guy became a hot commodity after a few Sean McVay seasons and Kyle Shanahan seasons. That's when it was like, that guy has no experience. Like, yeah, it's Mike McDaniel. It's Matt LaFleur. We'll give him a chance. Right. Oh, look, Zachary Taylor. We'll give him a team. Whereas, as good as the Green Bay offenses were with Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, Teams around the league weren't really doing that then and being like, who's your quarterback coach? Who's your passing game coordinator? They right. didn't even have passing game coordinators. Nope. So I wonder if Van Pelt kind of missed that. Then the next thing you know, oh, well, he's 45. Oh, he's 50. He's 52. So you're making an argument he could be a good coach that circumstantially just kind of got caught in the weeds. That's the glass overflowing approach to it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's possible. Because don't you think if, if Van Pelt – and McCar- was with McCarthy in, in, you know, they just won a Super Bowl in, uh, actually, he wasn't on the Super Bowl team. But let's say, like, they had the number one offense and Rodgers was an MVP. And, yeah, McCarthy's calling plays. But, of course, a team would definitely try to grab one of the guys on the staff, wouldn't they? Probably. I, the other thing I like, and I, I kind of forgot about this, like, the K-Gun. He was a part of the K-Gun. Like, he had Hell roots yeah. in the K-Gun. Yep. The West Coast offense. That's what we like, called my high school offense when my quarterback got hurt and I had to go in. Kagan. Keith Gunn. Did you 
strike out? Uh, no, but because that's a K. <laughs> problem is, you take the best receiver off the field, you move him to quarterback. You don't have a lot of guys to throw to. Brag. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys can weigh in at 617-779-7937. Also, Daniel Jeremiah, the old move the sticks. NFL Network had some comments about both Elliot Wolf and what the Patriots should do with the number three pick. And another question I'll ask Andy Hart and you, the uh, the listener, who's going to the playoffs next, Patriots or Red Sox? Who do you feel better about turning things around? You have to tell me what year it is. Better or less worse? Right. <laughs> Pats or Sox, who will be in the postseason sooner? Uh, but right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with What's Trending now. After a break for the All-Star game, the Celtics return to the court tonight. They're in Chicago taking on the Bulls. They tipped off about 10 minutes ago. Right now, the first quarter just started... I apologize. Hold on one second here. My phone isn't working. Here we go. Uh, with seven minutes left in the first quarter, your Boston Celtics are up 15-7 to seven over the Chicago Bulls. Both, uh, both newly acquired Celtics, Xavier Tillman and Jaden Springer, both available tonight. The Bruins beat the Oilers 6-5 to five last night in Edmonton with an overtime goal coming from Charlie McAvoy to secure the victory. There was a pretty cool moment between Jake DeBrusque and his dad where the two made a bet that DeBrusque would score a goal or an assist or have to do 30 push-ups. Now listen, you chirped me last time, but I'm going to go off the page a little bit here. When you were young, you and Jordan made us really nice gifts when you were youngsters. And one of them, you made the golden tickets. And you know what? I looked over this whole coupon and it doesn't have an expiry date. So I'm cashing it in tonight, kiddo. A goal assist or 30 push-ups right here. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that right now, but I'll keep that fine. Appreciate that. All right, love you, kiddo. Have a good one, all right? DeBrus didn't have to worry about the push-ups. He scored when he backhanded in a rebound off David Pasternak's shot with six minutes remaining in the second period. That broke a nine-game goalless streak for DeBrusque. Bruins back on the ice tonight in Calgary, taking on the Flames. Puck drops at 9 p.m. from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And the Red Sox reportedly re-signed left-hander reliever Jolie Rodriguez. Rodriguez was at the club's spring training complex in Fort Myers this morning. Chris Cotillo has since reported that the 32-year-old Southpaw inked a minor league contract. And Northeastern will pitch sophomore right-hander Avon Cabral against the Red Sox tomorrow. The Lynn native is 9-4 with a 2.78 ERA in 19 career appearances. Cabral attended St. Mary's High School right here in Lynn, Mass. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key shows coming up. Stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, W-E-E-I. Let's ask, we, we ask tough questions on this show. And we, we really force you to answer them. Who's going to be in the playoffs next? The New England Patriots or the Boston Red Sox? Andy Hart, why don't you go first? Because you're the only one here. <laughs> who, do you, who do you got? That's hurtful. 
In this room. Sorry, Stiz. Stiz is here. <laughs> He's still talking about the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. He's got the Saddle Dome going in the trendings. Well, I'm That's learning that. stuff. In all my yeah. trendings now where the games are, I'll look for which arena it is. Love so it. I'm slowly learning all the arenas across our fine nation. That's great trivia. Canada. I was going to say, that's not our fine nation. <laughs> or, or, you know, neighboring nations. Canada. You <laughs> save that at the end. So this will be a normal thing. You're going to be yeah. including this on all. Oh, I've been doing it for months now. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, Harper. He's also a trivia guy. We have our uh, quiz with Stiz coming up at 9 o'clock. Do you know where the Edmonton Oilers play? I do because I looked it up. Edmonton? Rogers Place. Rogers Place. Yeah. Uh, I in Canada, that that's a safe one. bet. They Rogers. Isn't it the Rogers for the Blue Jays? Rogers Rogers Communications is big up there. Yeah, they oh, got their okay. mitts in on everything. Yeah. I thought it was just some guy named Rogers. Or I thought maybe it could be Mr. Rogers. Rest in peace. He's dead. Yeah, that guy, but, you know. I mean, his. Could have handed it off to his yeah, the family. family. Could have done yeah. it. Whatever. What was the question? Good guy. Uh, the question was. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am. I don't, are no, you? There will be no. Yes, we're not slandering. No him slandering today. of Mr. Rogers. I'm not doing that. In this day and age, it's just always dangerous. You didn't to- see all the documentaries on him, and you just kept waiting. Like the way they set it up, you're like, "Oh, this is going to take a turn," and it never does. Yeah, and the if guy Tom was just Hanks a delight, you, yeah. a good chance you're all set. Yeah, you're doing well. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about documentaries you watch because you recommend them, and then I, they so, offend my yeah, entire family. I know, I know. Did you hear what Hart? So Hart I watched did. it abducted in plain sight, which I told him was the most messed up one you. I've seen. Yeah, we, that's all he said. We war- and then he said, "You know what? I'll watch it with my kids." He's watching it with kids at his house. Like I didn't, I didn't say watch that. We with your totally kids. told you not to do that. And no. Everybody was like offended, freaked out. Yes, of course. Nobody like Stiz and I don't go home and rewatch that one. We're just saying that was like the most. Yeah, we literally most said that's the most thing. messed up one we've ever 100%. seen. It's called, it's called Abducted in Plain Sight. It came out a few years ago on Netflix. It's just, is it a one-off? One-off. Yeah, like, so it's like hour and a half. Hour and a half, hour 40, something and like that. And it's one of those ones that every 10 minutes you're like, well, this is going to be the weirdest thing I hear. Nope, 10 more minutes. This is going to be the most messed up thing. Nope, nope, another one, another one, another one. So, it's one of those classic, if it were a movie, no, stupid. No, no chance. Stupid. Like, yeah. this just makes no sense. Yeah. There's yeah. no way this is believable. Right. My suspension of disbelief is broken. So let the record show. I didn't really recommend it, but you were talking about a different true crime documentary, and I was like, you think that's crazy? Check out this one. And that felt like a recommendation when you said well, check I'm out kidding, this one. But like one. In, the, in the realm of Should if you're I, trying to one you up say, how crazy it is. When you say check out this one, no. you're not actually telling me to check it out? In the vein of the last one. You were willing to watch that one, and I'm like, and if you like messed up stuff, then this but one. that was far less messed up. <laughs> Well, everything is. Yes, it's the most messed up thing. I feel like I'm now a little messed up because I watched this messed it up. It has thing. to impact you a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So now we've beat around the bush long enough. I have to answer. Who's making the playoffs next? The New England Patriots or the Boston Red Sox? I'm going to go Red Sox. Look at you. Well, just because it feels like they stink. They do. Okay, interesting way to approach yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, okay. And feels like they've been stinky for a couple of years. Back-to-back last place finishes. And yet. Mm-hmm. It feels like we were talking about well, they're only three games out of the wild card in August 14th, right? It's true. So we're, both leagues have added an extra wild card over the last few years. So it's a little right. bit like percentage-wise, it's easier to get in. Both leagues, you do see like worse to first. Like the Red not sure. saying that, you know, and you don't even have to be first. I'm just saying to get in the playoffs, the Red Sox themselves have done it. Last place finish, win a World Series. Uh, the Patriots, it's been a while since they've been in uh, dead last place in, in the division. But to, you know, you look every year, there's teams that, like the Houston Texans, that's uh, the most recent example, but what, four wins? And the next, you know, they have 10. So the NFL sets it up. They want parity. They I, love teams turning around. Isn't it the thing they tout is 
six teams every year basically don't make the playoffs, make the playoffs the following year. There's six yeah. new playoff teams. Yep. So I just don't feel great about how quickly the Patriots are going to turn around, even though in a weird way I should feel better because I think they're more invested in investing, if that makes sense. Like they're going to burn cash. They're going to go sign free agents. They're going to draft somebody third overall that's yeah. supposed to be a franchise player. I just think at some point there has to be a breaking point to the Red Sox where they have to try. And if they start trying, is that enough to overcome the three-game deficit from the wild card that they've had the last couple of years where I didn't really buy it? No, I know. Um, and I don't know that I even buy into the plan. We talked about the Orioles earlier. A few years ago, I used to use the Orioles as the barometer. I'll take you seriously when you pass the Orioles in the division. Yeah, now yeah. it's the opposite. The Orioles oh, are they, serious in the division. Good luck catching them. You're nowhere near them. And I don't know that I feel great about this plan of, well, when, when Marcelo Mayer gets there and when Rafaela and where these guys get there, they're going to be like, are they? Maybe. All right, let's I don't look. know. The bloom is off Mayer. Yeah, Just yeah, flat out is. Oh, He's yeah. not thought of as highly as he once was in yep. the organization, in baseball. So I'm very – it's a great question. Thank you. Because neither <laughs> – it's the oh, answer. okay, great. No, uh, it's a, it's a either so or. So I'll go Red Sox just because it's baseball. Go spend a couple hundred million dollars. And do we believe at any point the old Henry is coming back in that they used to be reactionary and they would spend and change their course? Is there a course correction coming from the way they are run? doesn't really feel like it. Yeah. I We've feel talked like about, the, like, yeah. why would you fire Bloom if you were just going to do You're the same doing thing the same stuff. Bloom with a curveball? I think they're hoping for slightly better trade deadlines where you're not necessarily bringing in huge contracts anyway. But that could but put the, them over the top. It That's could. That's actually the argument for you've been close, yeah. but you're an underdog, so your GM of the time doesn't do anything. Maybe Here, this GM does something, puts you over the top, and you're a crappy right. playoff team. Here's another way that I, you could look at it, too, is just based on last year, and this obviously changes each year, to make the playoffs in the NFL, in the AFC, in the NFL, you needed 10 wins. To make the playoffs in the American League uh, last year baseball, you needed 89 wins. Now, the National League, 84 wins got you in. The Diamondbacks and the Marlins both had 84 and got in. So the American League was better. But if you want to even split the difference and say, what's closer, the Red Sox having an 86-win season or the Patriots having a ten win season, eighty six. I feel like, yeah, I think so. I think the, I think Red Sox as bad as it is. Like think about like the, how bad the Bobby Valentine year was, and then they won the World Series the next year, and they didn't even spend crazy that year. They they that was the year that they brought in like Mike Napoli and Shane Victorino. And baseball seems more fluid. I think we've learned that yeah. talent, elite talent, doesn't always matter in baseball. Whether you want to say like, oh, the Mets spending or the Anaheim uh, yeah. Angels with uh, uh, Trout and yeah. and like so that yeah, whole that thing did not help them. No. Whereas in football, the quarterback matters. Yeah, and it's, it's almost it's NBA right now. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like, well, if you have a great player in the NBA, you you should be a decent team and right. whatever. There's talent you surround him. And in the AFC, first of all, the AFC East. If we're just going to go here now, you have Rodgers and you have Allen. At least Rodgers for the. Short yeah, for at least a year or two. So you have two theoretically elite quarterbacks, and then you go around the AFC. And then Tua's not a bum. Not a bum. Like, he's better than I thought he was. And then you go around the AFC, and you're looking at Mahomes, and you're looking at Burrow, and you're looking at even when you go down a little bit to, like, Herbert. With or Harbaugh. Herbert Deshaun with Harbaugh Watson. is going to be good. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Did you quarterbacks. say Lamar? Uh, I forgot Lamar. Yeah, won the MVP. So Yeah, AFC stacked. Oh, the American League's kind of stacked. Like, the, the AL East is really good, and then... 
I mean, they can clog up all the wild card spots, and then yeah. there's probably going to be at least two good teams out of the well, West. It's a good question or a bad question, whichever. It's you a wanna, hard. It's a difficult. However, question. you want to look at it. Yeah. So I still go just a you know fifty five percent chance better that I'm voting for the Red Sox than the Patriots. Yeah, I, I was. Although we've seen side, teams. I was going to say you see teams in both sports, despite how they set it up, they they want parity in both sports. You pull up certain teams, you're like, oh, that was a drought. Like, that was a 10-year drought right. where they didn't go. So uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing that I think we both probably believe this could be Alex Cora's last year? So does that change mm. improve your chances in the near future of going to the postseason? That's a good point. Or I mean, I don't know. hurt your chances? And I know we it's a hypothetical. We have no idea who replaces him. Well, yeah, we don't know. It could Say be Jason good- Veritek. Yeah, then, I mean, I, I also think that the baseball manager is far far less significant than the NFL head coach. Yeah. So, but... But what about Morgan Magic? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I guess there's something to that. And it comes Talking down to a few games. Years ago, <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. But if, if it's a, the difference of a few games, then yeah, maybe that does change the answer. Yeah, we have no idea. Is there somebody better than Cora? Is it worse than Cora? Or just a... I, I sometimes just believe in the bump, even when there's a midseason hiring, firing. I like, also you get think, an emotional bump. But part of me thinks that one thing the Red Sox might be willing to do more than Kraft would be willing to do is if it's not working with their manager, I feel like they'd get rid of him, just like they get rid of the chief baseball officer. I think Robert Kraft, and I know we've disagreed on this, I think he's going to stick with Gerard Mayo, whether he's good, bad, or indifferent for, for a long, long time. Four seasons? Yeah. I'll take the under. It was a really good trip to Israel. Yeah, he's going to give him a yeah, lot hell of yeah. Hell Maybe. Yeah. That's a long time well, in the NFL. How, but, but how many times did he mention about this is only the third coach they've hired, they've had stability, and you're like, well, yeah, you had Belichick. <laughs> you yeah. fired the first guy after three years. He had quarterback God. stability, too, until you did You didn't. had quarterbacks and coaches, but I think he loves Mayo so much, and it's set up now where it's not all on Mayo. He's not even calling the defense. He certainly isn't calling the offense. He's not picking the players. He can scapegoat a lot of people. You're right. Yes. Yeah, and I get the feeling that, you know, if I had to choose one way or the other, that Kraft would give Mayo more time than there's a chance of him. If giving, anything, you know, in I mean, year three, he gets more power. Like they they had four wins and they had six wins. And then they're like, all right, Elliot Wolf's gone. Uh, uh, Van Pelt's gone. Covington's gone. Now, Mayo, now get like your yeah. whole staff. Like, yeah. That's what about what I think. two other uh, wild card factors? Just yeah. throw out there Kraft's age, Robert Kraft's age, uh-huh. 82, I believe. Um, does he start to have that uh, pressure where, like, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I'd really like to win sooner rather than later, and this Mayo guy, I've given him two years, and it's struggling. Do I need to change again? Question. I think it, I think the answer would be more the other guys around him, and then maybe he says, all right, let's spend a little bit more. Okay. I think, think it would be like, let's get the players. The players are what's going to win it. And then a wild card for the Boston Red Sox. Uh-huh. There oh. are still many of those. No, 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 I didn't mean wild card. No, I know spot. what you mean. You were going to say that if they sell the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think then you have a better chance of getting in quick. So I'm going to take the Red Sox. Yeah. But but the thing with that, with the, I apologize, but oh, Keith oh. made this point of Fenway Sports Group. It would be very weird yeah. to, to sell group the now. team. Yeah, like, <laughs> we are a sports group. Because I was leaning towards, oh, maybe they're going to sell the team. Well, and they then buy Keith the frames that and they're the Saddledome like, Sports Group. They buy the, the Rogers Place Sports Group. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. No, I've said that a lot, too. That's like, a weird one. You built an entire empire yeah. off the Fenway name and yeah. brand and all of that. But I, you can change it. 
I mean, they get yeah, a LeBron's sports if you, And they could make a killing for it right now. But it's also... But they, I do think that improves their chances of going to the postseason. You might get oh, a yeah, new... You spend like crazy, like the Mets. owner. You get a David Mets, but, Tepper yeah. who's like, you know, I'll spend money. I don't care. I'll lose money. Hasn't worked for Tepper either. No, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't. And there, there's certainly no guarantee it would work yeah. here. But that would improve my yeah. opinion on their chances to make the playoffs. Uh, and quickly, because we mentioned it, Daniel Jeremiah moved the sticks, does a lot of the draft stuff for NFL Network. He had a uh, conference call where a couple of things that jumped out to, uh, or should, for, for Patriots fans. One, he was in regards to Elliot Wolf. he thinks that the drafts are going to look a lot different here in New England. And he mentioned how New England used to take a guy two or three rounds before anyone else. I mean, there's countless examples of that. Right. And he's like, uh, that won't happen under Elliot Wolf. You're not going to have Mel Kuyper, like, looking under his papers, being like, I don't know where this guy's from. Or McVeigh and Les Snead laughing at you for what you're Yeah, saying. I don't think you're going to have that. Because we've been doing Wolf. that forever. Oh, it's and not it worked. New. What do you mean it worked? It worked sometimes. Like, early on, sometimes, sometimes it worked. I think there was more misses, though. Uh, to- totally? On the totality? I mean, the draft two years, was it two years ago? Yeah, that was Every two years ago. Every single guy was overdrafted. Everything has sucked since then. I'm talking about go back the whole time since 01. Okay. I think there's been hits and misses. Well, yeah, it's like at any draft, but I, I feel like they have a staggering number of, well, we had this guy projected for the sixth round, and here he is in the second. I think people will like the, the Jeremiah comment about Wolf because a lot of people have been in the auto-draft mode. Just take best player available, set it, don't th- overthink mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he went to a big school and he put up big numbers and he has a good 40 time, take him. <laughs> Call me crazy. He might be all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think people will like hearing that. He was also of the best thing to do for the Patriots would be to take whatever quarterback is still there. Wait, but the, the roster's not ready for a quarterback. How would we ever do that? He didn't say that nor sound like that. He was. No, that was Matt Miller's no, voice. No, it's Matt Miller. There he is. NFL draft scout. ESPN. Yep. That guy. I'm not mocking you. I'm just having fun with your somebody else. That I disagree was, with somebody else was saying that too. I forget. It's all kind of running together now. Everybody's that they're not about, QB ready. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody's not QB ready. That's why I was like, I was right like, what QB. the hell? Like, right? You pick at the top of the draft. You're not QB ready. Because people most part. saw the 49ers play and they're like, look, you can put any quarterback in there. Right. Give me. Look at the other 31 rosters. You're just gonna pluck a quarter, like put right. a quarterback in there. Check it. I hear you. Anyway, add that to the mix as well at 617-779-7937. I'm, I'm hungry as well, but we have Key for Madness. That could uh, fill you up. we got that <laughs> coming up next. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Yeah. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. Poopocalypse. Sometimes you gotta you gotta eat a poop sandwich. It doesn't taste good. Oh my god. And I started crying. I'm like, I'm covered in poo and horse manure smells a lot better than most other livestock manure. I'll Didn't to, know that. I'll, I'll have, have to trust already. you. I'll have to trust you on that. It's Tell Kiefer you what Madness smelled. time. My what? manure. Oh, that is still the grossest thing in the world. I got a text. They world. received my shipment. Great. I swear to God. Could That's take two disgusting. weeks to testing. 
So if you missed the show on Tuesday, Hart let us know that he is so afraid of a colonoscopy that he went with option B, which includes mailing your own feces in a box to a place for them to study it. Well, you know my reason that it's I didn't insane. want the colonoscopy. No, what's the reason? They've changed the uh, like guidelines. And the, that's why well, a little bit, but they no longer knock you out. It's like it's finally, it's done yeah, but they give you enough sedatives where you're calm, cool, and collected. my wife had one and said she was neither calm nor cool nor collected, and she felt mm. everything was being moved around and didn't care for it. Jeez, that's a lot of info. I'm sure she was glad that you shared. Yeah, seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're have that one. Back. Happy Valentine's but Day. But I'm sorry if, oh if we're not God. doing like full anesthesia, I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, when I got my vasectomy, it was not full anesthesia. It wasn't enough anesthesia. Jesus. It was the oh, worst both thing. Both of you are freaking me out right Dude, now. Dude, it was Serious. the worst. Oh, I talked about it on the podcast. I don't think I talked about it on the air. I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, please stop this. It please. was awful. Oh, God. What? Long, uh, you, so you felt things you didn't expect to feel? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm tougher than I look. I was able, I didn't pass out, I didn't die. This was insane. I could <laughs> I could have been dead. Did you have the option? I would have been like, knock me out. No, they don't do that. I guess. And I had a few of my friends Why that got. Not? It I don't know. They don't. I guess they don't need to. I've had a few friends do it. One guy was like, oh yeah, I was, I was, I was like doing work emails during it. Wait, what? Was, that's what he said. I was like, all right. But like two of my buddies were like, yeah, it didn't didn't hurt at all. It was fine. I'm like, all right. So you go in there. First you watch a little video, and then they they let you know what's going on. Then you come back like a week later. And he's in there. He's listening. He's like, hey, do you mind if we listen to some music? I'm like, yeah, knock yourself out. So he's playing the Actually offspring. Actually, knock me out. Yeah, I was like, could you knock me out? So he's playing the offspring. And the next thing you know, he's in there. And I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I'll feel something at first. And then it'll be better. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And he's like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I guess we just need a little bit more. I'm like, yeah, a lot more. I go, whatever, like, the most you can do down there. Awful. Horrible. And then, like, yeah. That's a whole. That's another whole story for that another day. That sounds terrible. That sounds awful. Yeah, it couldn't have been worse. I'm gonna have a nightmare about that. Couldn't have been worse. I don't even think I missed a day of work. That's a tough dude over here. Tough guy. Yeah. Look at that, a tough dude. Alex Van Pelt likes toughness in his quarterbacks. Well, he also likes them to be able to play. <laughs> there's that. I mean, there's that. I mean, but if you look at one thing on there. All right. Well, we have a, a story to get to here, and it does not involve the second, but it does involve feces. So let's get to that soon be able to call the city to clean up human feces left behind by people living on the streets. Tonight, city councilors signed off on a funding of program to safely dispose of human waste by contracting with a company specializing in biohazard disposal. Councilors Tammy Feeblecorn, who co-sponsored the proposal. Feeblecorn? Yeah. She's head of the feces department. Corn in her poo. <laughs> well, yes, thank you, Hart. I don't know if we needed to go right there. Tammy Feeblecorn, who co-sponsored the proposal, called it a short-term solution, saying what the city really needs is more public restrooms. I would assume that would be yeah. the better solution than just like, hey, just call this number. They'll come right. clean up the human poop. No problem. Right. It's a little bit like, mm. speaking of corn, yes. you know, teach a man. Oh, no, it was fish. Fish, not corn. The Native Americans. Teach yeah, a man oh, to yeah. fish. He eats for life. Right. Give him a fish. He eats one night. Yeah, right. They didn't say scoop that the corn. poop. Yep. And they're just going to poop the next day. You give him a toilet. You don't have to Toil- scoop poop or anymore. Several toilets would probably be good. So where is this? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. You ever been there? No, neither. No, no, I've not. I've heard it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go. Or maybe Santa Fe is cool. Santa Fe could be cool as well. You go see all the Breaking Bad stuff out in Albuquerque. Right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Artsy yeah. down there though. Oh, oh, yeah, George little, O'Keefe? A little out hippie-ish. In, out in Santa Fe. Is it hippie I think so, or, yeah, or that world. All right. 
live in a city where there are approximately 4,000 people who are unhoused. We also live in a city where there is one 24-7 year-round available restroom. One 24-hour restroom? Well, public? I guess. Like, where do you find these? I don't know. You would think, like, some of these like in my open town, 24-hour I'm just stores. Thinking, I can't think of one. You probably don't have 4,000 homeless, though, in your town. Yeah, that's the thing with this problem is that it's, it's like a Like, if you're in, like, a problem. city, like, Albuquerque is a city. Like, you got you to gotta have. So where are these public restrooms that are open 24-7? They have, like, one is what they're saying. But is it, like, standalone facility or is it in a mm, building? I wonder if it's in, like, a, like a city hall. Yeah. Are we open? Last like, year, the city received 400 requests to clean up human waste. Until now, the city's policy said property owners were responsible for that cleanup. How do you like that? Wait, you poop in my yard and I got to clean it up? Correct. That's right. That was the thing. I'm just throwing it in the street. <laughs> so that's that's what you're doing. We also have another uh, story that uh, comes to us from Columbus, Ohio. This morning, a Pennsylvania woman wanted on nearly 650 warrants. 650 warrants? That's warrants. 650 warrants. So what I envisioned is was when you get five stars at Grand Theft Auto yes. and you're just trying yes. to like, evade everybody, like that's knock it, knock it gun down. 650 warrants this woman had, and I they mean, got her. I guess once you have, like, five or ten, you probably like, stop caring. Yeah, like, I'm not going in. Whatever. Rack it up. What are they going to give me? Put out another warrant nope. for me? Can't do it. Yeah, that's like the, in Breakfast Club when he's giving them detentions. Yeah. Like, say it again. Say it again. All right, that's another one. That's right. another one. That's another one. He's behind bars thanks to the help of Columbus Police. This is a Hoka Keith. Police say February 9th. Not Keith. Keith. It sounded like Keith. No, no, no. Not Keith. Say a family member? Not Keith. Nope. They got a call from the Spring Township Police Department in Belfont, Pennsylvania, who said this, guy this guy's having a hard time. Yeah, there's a warrant out for him, I think, as he well. Stinks. <laughs> Arrested for reading. They got a call from the Spring Township Police Department in Belfont. I don't know if he's running out of gas there. It's like the, it's the last news read of no, the I night. I think what he does Tired? is he's reading the prompter and he stops at the end oh, of every yeah. line. Or maybe instead the of having flow. Prompter guy's not scrolling up enough and he's that like, I don't problem. see it. I can't see it. They got a, a call from the Spring I've, I've, I have read prompter. No, you ever run one. Oh, run it? I no. felt stressed. I used to do that when I was an intern. Really? Stressful. No, I've read it, and I'm like, this could go bad. Like, as oh, I'm yeah. reading it, I'm like, this could go so real Maybe south. this guy blames the, could the prompter. Be. Yeah. They got a call from the Spring Township Police Department in Belfont, Pennsylvania, who said Keith was Jeez. believed to be in the Columbus area. Well, court records show she had 649 warrants <laughs> for her arrest, 322 felonies, and 327 misdemeanors related to the theft of a family member. So... The did he theft say theft of, of a family? Did he say theft That's or kidnapping? Did he say right. <laughs> I stole That's not my theft. kid. Wait, did he say theft or? I think he means from a family or member. death. No, what? he said theft. It was theft, theft, theft. But I think he's supposed to say from a family member. Theft Maybe, of a family yeah, because that's certainly He actually kidnapping. has a cousin held hostage. <laughs> like, no, no, no. 300 cousins held hostage. Oh, maybe yeah, a bunch of cousins. Yeah. yeah. Big family, maybe, for the Keiths. The Keiths. 27 misdemeanors related to the theft of a family member. <laughs> theft of a family member. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's classic kidnapping. If you could just say whether I they guess, know the person like, or not. Brings it back and I then guess. does it again. But... 300. Uh, see, I thought these were all going to be like misdemeanors. That's how you pile up. Half, really of them are, half of them felonies? are. Felonies? 322 yeah. felonies? Yeah. And then back. Back. 
Go ahead. Back to the poop thing. I was reading a thing. <laughs> I was Please reading. A, I was reading an article the other day. Why not? That yeah. over ninety percent of San Francisco streets oh, uh, dude, have human feces on them. Yeah, San Francisco is like on next no, level over the last however many years. It's really bad. It's, it, it's, it's so bad that they created their own hotline for it. Three one one, and in the first month, over two hundred thousand calls over human feces. It's yeah, I was going to say four hundred. Oh, that's light work. Was nothing. Well, it was Albuquerque for four? But it was four thousand people. They got to poop every day. Yeah, they do. I mean, I guess they don't. Well, Some they don't have don't. to. I do. Yeah, great. But see, that's oh, when entrepreneurship. You start your own company. I know. Sorry, it's about four times he's tried to do uh, it. Charles Barkley though was right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the no sad one wants reality. To go to San Francisco. He didn't he, mention that. He mentioned like gunfire. No, and, like, well, no, but that's been like, a, a huge problem for them for that's years. Why Lou doesn't go out on the road there? All right. Officers found her on Friday and took her into custody. The courts are now working to get her back to PA to face her charges. I'm like, oh, see how that goes. What about yeah. all? Where's her the defense attorney? Relatives? Imagine the defense attorney getting the paperwork on that. Right. Like, I gotta read all these different things. Or the guy in court that has to read it because you know how like you ever see where they uh, in the charge of in the charge yeah. of they have to read each count each sing. Oh, that's a whole day's work. I feel like you file some sort of motion that we just take them all as one. Well, th- that's probably what she's thinking. She's like, they're going to throw half these out easy. You have to. They get sick of reading them, yeah. sick of filing them. I wonder all what's right. going How on with that you... family member, though. They got to track that person down. Stolen. Theft of a family member. <laughs> yeah, stolen. And then if you accept that person, you're receiving stolen family members. That's right. Stolen yeah, goods. That's like right. the whole thing. Dog the bounty hunter. Although the lost, the lost in that was the guy who can't speak English or read English. Yeah, no, he was having a hard time with that story. I don't think he's well on his way to being on in nightly news or anything, ABC, uh, anytime soon. In Belfont, Pennsylvania, who said... <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> they got a call from the Spring Township Police Department in Belfont, Pennsylvania. Who- he needed a breath in there, too, yeah. that one of those... <gasps> he's, having a, he's having a hard time. Soon be able to call the city to... Apologize for nothing. We usually do poop jokes on, on on madness. Yeah, we used to. That was like a whole sub genre of the madness. It was like every once a week. We kind of we kind of backed off from that. But are they becoming too commonplace? Maybe, maybe that's yeah, what it a is. A lot of poop issues. Yeah, I know. Well, just every time we have you on the show, it seems to be something. Hmm. Yes, something. Coincidence. Something's up. Something's up. All right, let's. Uh, we got one hour left on the show, including grab bag Got and back. quiz with Stiz. It used to be called Trivia Thursday. That didn't sound great. Uh, Caller suggested, or maybe it might have been somebody in the Twitch chat. Quiz with Stiz. We'll do that coming up next.